Hello, this is Dennis Tabota here. Welcome to the Safety Through Control podcast. Um, I'm so glad that you can join me through these um, adventures of uh, learning about safety management systems. And of course, uh, what my, really my bailiwick is, is quality assurance. And so I'm hoping that through these podcasts, we can bring the two worlds of uh, safety management systems and quality assurance together, because um, they really do go hand in hand. Uh, In the uh, previous uh, podcast, we took a look at uh, reporting, and we said that your company has to have a reporting system. And we said that that reporting system has to funnel all the reports into what was known as the SMS engine. All right, and the SMS engine is what drives the safety management system to continuous improvement. And so today, uh, we're going to talk about the very first step of the SMS engine, which is risk assessment. Now, I must tell you that coming from the quality assurance world, risk assessment has been something that, um, well, doesn't quite sit well with me. And the reason for that is, it's to me, it's a very subjective uh, process. Uh, the risk assessment is where we take a look at uh, severity and probability of an incident or hazard. Now, there have been attempts to make the risk assessment process less uh, subjective and more objective, but uh, those uh, efforts, uh, I think, have fallen kind of short of uh, really trying to make this uh, risk assessment uh, black and white. Now, one of the things that we can do to help mitigate uh, the um, subjectivity of a risk assessment is is to follow this rule. All risk assessments must be done by a team. A team is defined as three or more people. Now, the reason for that is it expands the uh, frame of reference of each of the persons that are on the team Uh, allowing for a more objective uh, risk assessment based on the knowledge of the team rather than a single person. Let me give you a warning. Risk assessment cannot be done by one person. If a risk assessment is done by one person, you have totally lost the entire purpose of the risk assessment because all you're doing is driving one person's opinion on all of your risks and hazards. So one of the things that we need to understand is that risk assessment is a brainstorming tool. It is a tool that requires uh, more than three people uh, to, uh, to do properly, or three people at least to do properly. And what you should be doing is have a set risk matrix. Now there are many risk matrix out there. Um, I suggest use the simplest one possible, what they call a three by, uh, usually a three by three, or a three by two, or a three by four. Uh, Stay away from the more complex risk assessments. Uh, Also, stay away from risk assessments that uh, mandate certain categories. In other words, instead of brainstorming, they give a list of definitions of each of the categories. For example, in severity, they might uh, they might give you a list of what is a major uh, severe occurrence. 
or they might give you in the probability, they might give you a, you know, a, did it occur three times, four times, five times, uh, to give you a, a score in the probability. Now, the reason why I say uh, stay away from those is because it is you're fitting the risk assessment into the risk or the hazard. Now, the reason that's not good is you don't know why the uh, particular um, hazard is occurring or you don't know why it's go or what's going to happen with it. And so sometimes the causes of the severity risk rating or the uh, probability rating uh, is something that is outside of a outside of a structured or a limited checklist. And so we must consider those. So what happens when you have a, a checklist? And there's a lot of uh, risk assessment uh, tools that use uh, utilize checklists, um, as well as some root cause analysis tools, which we'll get into another in another podcast. Uh, those tend to cause the um, the team that is coming up with the risk to force it into that system rather than brainstorming their own operations, which they have profound knowledge of. So I would stay away from those types of risk and always use the risk assessment matrix that requires a team. And that way, you know that you'll get at least a consensus of what the risk is. Now, I think risk is kind of voodoo anyway because of the um, subjectivity that's in it. But it is a necessary tool in the safety management system. I, would, uh, I was hoping that um, somebody would come up with, at least for the probability, some kind of uh, actuarial formula that would be able to predict what the probabilities were based on actuarial tables. Uh, I mean, these are used by insurance companies all the time to determine risk. But in the aviation industry... Um, that doesn't seem to be the case. So we're kind of stuck with the risk assessment that we have using the risk matrix. And so in assembling a team, the team decides based on all of the facts behind the hazard, they need to determine what is the severity if something should happen and what is the probability. Some risk matrix also allow for the exposure of the hazard to the company. For example, if an airline is flying into an area that is mountainous and generally deemed dangerous, um, they would say, okay, well, our severity would be high because we would, if there was a problem, we have mountains that we're, we're dealing with, and the probability uh, would, be, um, would be higher because uh, you're flying in a mountainous area. And then some people say, well, what about the exposure? Well, the exposure would be, well, how, how often do you fly into that area? Are you exposed to that hazard uh, more than you would any other hazard? And sometimes you have to take that into consideration in doing your risk assessment. So I would recommend that you um, use a very simple risk t uh, matrix, uh, involve the teams in your company, like if you have a safety management committee 
or something that uh, does all of the risk assessments, uh, I would recommend that you would follow that route. Also, um, if your risk assessments require too many meetings, and that's one of the reasons why the SMS engine begins to fail, is that you have to get people together for meetings. I would recommend using an email risk assessment system where you have the 10, you know, 5 to 10 person committee uh, that is um, in charge of uh, risk assessment and root cause analysis. And what you do is you email all the details of the hazard to each member, as well as the risk matrix, along with the risk assessment procedure, which you develop using mapping, of course. And then have them email back their particular ratings on probability and severity. Then the SMS manager compiles those and comes up with an average of the team of probability and severity, and then will email back the risk score or the risk rating. I find this system to be easy to maintain, and it also keeps the engine going because people will take time to do that rather than attend a meeting. All right, so there is risk assessment. Again, it's not my, my best subject. I, I really, my heart's not in it, but uh, it has to be done, and I just give you some recommendations to try to make it more uh, objective rather than subjective. All right, so I'm going to, uh, to leave you now, and I'm going to go ahead and um, prepare the next podcast. Again, if you have any um, interest in uh, looking at some of the things we talk about in more detail, I would recommend going to our um, webpage and signing up for one of our workshops. That's uh, at dtiatlanta.com or dtiquality.com, and just click on workshops and then sign up for one of those. Or I would recommend uh, taking a look at some of the YouTube channels. Uh, I might have something that might be uh, helpful to you. Uh, my YouTube uh, channel is DTI Space Training. DTI Space Training. And you'll see a little bubble with me, with me in it uh, next to a helicopter. And then uh, I would appreciate if you could subscribe to that. I'm going to be adding some more YouTube videos to that very shortly. Uh, fortunate for us, we're pretty busy at the beginning of this year, and we're um, we're traveling a lot, so I'm not being able to produce uh, videos like I would like. But uh, but hey, don't be a stranger. You can email me at uh, dti uh, training at juno dot com or dtoboda at dti atlanta dot com, uh, or you could take a look at our blog, dti training dot blogspot dot com or dtitraining.blogspot.ca if you're in Canada. All right, so I'm going to say goodbye now, and we're going to um, continue on with the next podcast as soon as we can. Bye.